Appearance is not reality. Appearance is not reality. So I remember Katrina, 2005, August 2005. I was getting ready to start grad school at Tulane and uh, just moved into my new apartment uptown. I was excited getting to start, you know, my first semester. Looking forward to learning, making friends. And then the storm came. And so we, I had to evacuate. And I evacuated to the North Shore to uh, where my family was in Mandeville. And then we evacuated from there, drove all the way to Dallas. And then we we were just kind of hopping around to different towns and we couldn't get in touch with anyone because the cell phone wasn't working, signal wasn't working. Um, and this went on for weeks. I didn't know what happened to my friends, uh, if they were safe or not. Um, I remember watching on TV. I remember being in a hotel room watching the city, New Orleans, flooded, watching people on top of buildings begging for help. It was surreal. It was completely surreal. And uh, I was in a state of shock. So after a couple of weeks, I've, my family, uh, you know, I found a place for my family to stay. Um, I had a friend that had a camp in a town called Brobridge. And so they stayed at the camp. And uh, I decided I was going to go to start school anyway. So I went, I got accepted to the you know, University of Houston. So I drove to Houston started my semester five weeks behind everyone else. And, uh, you know, when I was I was there, I stayed with a, a couple. They, an older couple, they uh, had me stay there for a little while. And, um, but then they, you know, they were doing some construction work to their house. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't... Uh, really wasn't uh, realistic for me to stay for indefinitely. So I moved and um, went from place to place. And I was, uh, at one point I was sleeping in my car um, and going to class. And then I got a hotel um, on the, the University of Houston has a hotel on, 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 on its campus. And um, they were able to allow me to stay there. The government paid for it. So I got to stay at a, a nice hotel on campus, Hilton Hotel. And, you know, I would get up, go to school, and I would come back, and the manager would, at the hotel would tell me, 
well, you have to leave tomorrow uh, because the government uh, is not going to cover you. And, and I didn't have the, the money to pay for, for a place to live. You know, and my landlord, meanwhile, my landlord is contacting me, telling me I need to send him money for rent or that I won't be able to keep the apartment. So, while all this was happening, uh, I was in the middle of doing, um, going to classes and doing coursework, writing papers, researching, studying, and um, trying to enjoy the semester. And it was exciting. To be in grad school, I felt really good about it. During the time I was there, uh, just kind of going in and out of this hotel, uh, not knowing, and they they finally got it to where I could stay, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks at a time, and, and you know, they finally worked out something that was more stable um, for me, and I was very grateful for that. But, um, so what happened was Hurricane Rita, not Hurricane Katrina, but Hurricane Rita, uh, was, you know, a hurricane that was heading directly towards Houston. And it was on the news and they, they made a real big deal out of it. Uh, it looked like a really bad storm. I really don't remember the impact that it had. All I remember was I was really freaked out. I had to evacuate. I was scared out of my mind. So I got on the road and I evacuated. I drove up uh, uh, this highway. I can't remember the name of it, but it was going towards Huntsville, Huntsville, Texas. And uh, not Huntsville, Alabama, Huntsville, Texas. So I'm driving... uh, on this uh, highway and uh, the traffic was so bad. I was stuck in a traffic jam for like, I don't know, uh, 13, 14 hours. It was a total nightmare. People were getting out of their cars and um, starting to walk. And I mean, it was just, and I think 19 people died on the road from uh, various things, heart attacks, stroke, things like that, dehydration. So it was, it was really chaotic. But anyway, uh, eventually uh, the traffic started moving a little bit and uh, there was a gas station. I was trying to get to the gas station and my car uh, was on, on E. I was about to run out of gas. Didn't have any money, didn't have, you know, so I didn't know what I was going to do. So I pulled over and um, the gas station told me that they didn't have any gas left. So the next, they told me to, you know, the next morning that they would probably get more gas. So they uh, have some gas available in the morning. So I just, I slept in my car and uh, woke up after a couple of hours and went to the gas station and a car pulled in front of me a big truck pulled in front of me cut me off when I was trying to get to the gas tank 
to uh, get gas. And um, after they were done, I pulled up and there was no gas left. So I'm kind of freaking out. So I go inside the gas station. There's hundreds of people scattered all over the place. Uh, All of them are anxious. All of them are trying to figure out what to do next. And uh, there was, uh, I I was just trying to figure out where to go and how to get there and all that. Just wanted to have safety, security, stability. So um, I walk out of the gas station unclear about what to do because they said there's no more gas. So I see this man, this little uh, guy, Um, and he, um, Hispanic man who, um, is kind of, uh, disheveled a little bit, uh, looks like, um, you know, he certainly was an immigrant and I'm pretty sure he, um, uh, could have been an undocumented immigrant and, uh, so he had a truck and he had a bunch of guys with him and they looked like they did construction work or that kind of thing. They had paint all over their clothes and equipment and stuff. So uh, I walked up to him and uh, I said, I need help. And uh, he didn't speak English. And I said, I tried to explain, I need help. I don't have any gas. I don't know what to do. And um, I said, it if you have any, any way to help me, please let me know. I have money. Um, and he says, yes. He, he, he went to uh, his car and he had a f- tank of five gallons of gas, a gigantic tank, and he took it over to my car, put the whole thing in my car, filled it up. Then he, uh, still not speaking any English, he grabbed a map and he... Uh, I told him where I was trying to get to, and uh, he said, oh, you know, if I stay on this road, the the highway, I'll never get there. I'll run out of gas again. So he gave me this kind of intricate uh, way to get to Huntsville, taking, you know, so all these different back roads I had to take. And at this time, I didn't have GPS. I didn't have a smartphone. I just had to trust that this person, a total stranger, someone who doesn't even speak English, uh, who I'm worried that maybe they might not understand what I'm asking for, but uh, maybe accidentally give me the wrong directions. I'm trusting this person to help me get to where I need to be. And I felt vulnerable at that time. So anyway, he drew the map, he put out all the directions, and uh, there were probably about 20 different turns. You know, go this, you know, go on this road for uh, half a mile, take a left here, do this for three miles, take a right. I mean, it was it was a little bit involved. And, uh, or at least it felt that way. I was overwhelmed at the time. So anyway, I, I got there. It was, it was uh, you know, no traffic. I made it there. It was amazing. I made it uh, in a couple of hours. Um, and uh, I got to the hotel I was going to and evacuated to avoid 
Hurricane Rita. And um, that's really the end of the story. Rita hit, um, it wasn't as bad as what people thought it was going to be. And um, then I uh, turned around and I drove back to Houston to continue school. And I finished my first semester there. And then I went back to New Orleans and, and started Tulane. Uh, it was a very overwhelming experience, but one thing I just wanted to um, to really put out there is uh, you never know when you look at people, you never know who they are, what they can do, if they're willing to help you or or, or anything. And I, I felt like when I was looking at that man, that he, uh, at the gas station, that, you know, he's someone that people would look at and not really pay attention to him. You know, he, he uh, didn't look like someone that maybe would be resourceful to anyone. And it uh, turns out he was actually probably the most resourceful, helpful person that I encountered the entire time I was in Texas. So I'm really grateful for him. And, uh, yeah. So appearance is not reality. So, so you know, you, you if you think about that, social media is a good example of that. People posting pictures of, you know, fancy vacations or, you know, how awesome their life is, um, how beautiful their family is, blah, 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 all that, you know, but that's appearance. We don't know what's going on. You know, we don't know what's happening with that person. And uh, so, again, I think it's important to learn to make the distinction between what appears real and what is real. So, for today. Thank you.